Hi, and welcome to the Heart Leader Podcast, where heart and mind align. I am your host, Amber, and today I am here with co-host Austin, all to talk about transparency. This is one of our Heart Leader key attributes that really focuses in on being open and authentic and just showing that honest part of ourselves. And this month, we are going to have a transparency toolkit that can help navigate through that journey and just really deepen that part of ourselves and our connection to our own transparency and ability to be transparent. And that includes being transparent with ourselves, which is sometimes the hardest thing to do. And we've navigated that fun little journey in a relationship and in a connection, because that's not always easy to do either, especially in like a romantic partnership or even within our families. So I thought maybe that's where we could start today if we're gonna be transparent. Like what it means to be transparent in a relationship and give up that need to hide things Mm -hmm. or feel like you're not enough and so you have to build up something in order to appear to be something that we're not, especially since last month was all about ego, right? Ego creates that need to not be transparent sometimes. So do you, Austin, have anything to lead us out of the gate with when it comes to just like that need to hide instead of be transparent and how the ego or even the fear of being vulnerable kind of plays a part in that? Absolutely. I mean, that's, this is such a perfect segue from vulnerability to ego alignment into transparency because you're spot on. I mean, with ego, there is a desire you know, naturally, I know I struggled with this myself when wanting to project being something else and therefore not being transparent because I didn't want to open the door to the realization, not only to those around you, but actually to even myself, that I was not that which I presented myself as. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was never... And I feel like many people will relate to this. It's not nefarious. It's not like, oh, I'm attempting to con these people or anything from that standpoint. But when we have such a disconnect from who we are and we're taught that everything around us should determine who we are, it's no wonder we fall in that trap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we hear fake it till you make it all the time. And there is some level of truth to that. You know, you see what you desire to be. And so you emulate those behaviors, but that doesn't mean that you're there already. Exactly. So then if you're transparent about that, then does that keep you from becoming who you desire to be? So there's like that question that comes up, and I know it comes up a lot in coaching. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, but if I'm not there yet and I pretend to be there, am I being inauthentic? And so what is that line between that fake it till you make it kind of thing that we do versus being honest and transparent about, okay, but I'm not there yet. 
And I think it's worth diving into that a little bit because there is that middle ground where we do have to be clear about where we are, but also clear about where we're going and the little steps that we're taking all the way there. And part of that is embodying what you desire to be, but also understanding that, okay, I have to take steps in order to get to that point. What do those steps look like? And breaking it down into those smaller steps so it doesn't feel overwhelming. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And I feel like what also feels overwhelming by it is because transparency in in conversation or in context tends to be something where it's almost a way to get out of something negative or it may highlight something negative. And those are, you know, those kind of thoughts, whether it's guilt or shame or fear, those are lower vibrational frequencies, which make us feel heavy. But the goal of transparency is to be light. I mean, literally transparent, you see through, right? Yeah. So it's meant to be light. And so I feel like one of the ways that we could reframe the whole understanding of transparency is not to unveil something that is wrong with someone or something that is a negative or something that someone should be guilty or shameful about, but transform it into a, a catalyst for self-love. Yeah. That really should be the focus. Okay, well, I'm choosing to be transparent because I love myself. And the more that I dive into this each, as you're saying, each little step at a time, I'm choosing to love who I am at a deeper and deeper level. Yes. And in many ways, shifting the perception of right and wrong, mm. right? That for me was a huge part of this and being willing to be transparent. Mm -hmm. um, we often, it's like for some reason in this quick fix approach that we seem to have in today's society, you know, everything happens so fast. And so when things don't happen fast for us, we somehow feel like, oh, but it should be happening so much faster. Mm -hmm. And then we get to a point where we get disappointed and we get frustrated, where this transparency is transformative in many ways, because each time we are transparent with ourselves about where we are and the growth that we have, we begin to accept the fact that this is an instant. Mm. that we didn't get to places in our life overnight. It was kind of a journey for us to get there, and we're not going to shift overnight. It's going to take us a little while to get there. Mm -hmm. And so by being transparent with ourselves, then we start to break these habits that have been formed from the outside too. And that was very helpful for me because I had learned for a long time that I needed to do certain things or be a certain way, but they never felt right for me. Mm. But they felt like necessary items or steps to fit in around me. And so I had to start asking myself, when we go back to that authenticity, what is authentic for me? What feels in alignment for me? And am I doing this being transparent with myself because it boosts my ego, even though it isn't aligned for me mm. and it's not my authentic self, but man, people seem to really respond to this. They really like me when I do these things. So man, that feeds my ego a whole lot. 
and I love that praise, but it really doesn't feel good, like to my authentic self. And so the more I was open and honest with myself, the more I understood I need to take steps to shift that part of myself. And the number one thing I needed to do was stop lying to myself. Being dishonest with myself then led to being dishonest in some ways with the people around me. Not, again, as you said, out of a place of malice or desire to manipulate or hurt. It's just I wasn't being true to myself. So how could I in any way show you the true me if I wasn't even being true to myself? And so that transparency led to tons of transformation. And that's the goal. Like as a heart leader, we are stepping out into our families or just in our own lives, but into our families, into our communities and showing how these attributes can be transformational, but it has to start with us. And that's where I think transparency is very helpful. This episode of the Heart Leader Podcast was brought to you by Stephen Douglas. Stephen Douglas is one of the nation's leading boutique search and interim resources firms and has been recognized as a leader in identifying and providing access to top talent for clients since 1984. Whether it's a company preparing to go to the next level or a candidate looking for better opportunities, Stephen Douglas keeps the focus on the needs of the people they serve. They specialize in connecting the right talent to a company's needs while also understanding what the market demands. To learn more about this amazing organization, visit them at stephendouglas.com. Agreed. That's very well said. I, I think you highlighted some areas where people could really relate and some potential traps that we get stuck into related to ego. And I feel like that's... I'm glad we're kind of highlighting those areas so that it can be kind of clear and concise on what it means when we do actually talk about transparency and and how we approach that. Coming from that, as we were just saying, that higher vibrational self-love approach, when we do that, when we change the habits, because it, it already takes enough effort to make an adjustment in your habits and in your life. So if we're going to do that, Let's do it from a place that's actually going to be beneficial and loving and caring of the highest uh, vibrational love that we can have to actually instill something that can last us for a lifetime. Because we're never going to, we're not going to go through half our life and then just say, yeah, I already know myself. Yeah, that's good. No. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, that just doesn't, we can pretend, but then we're again, not being transparent and yeah. not being real, not being authentic and not being vulnerable. And then that's just ego, right? <laughs> Which is why we intertwine this all together. So, you know, it takes a lifetime to understand who we are because we are constantly exploring ourselves in who we are in every now moment. Yeah. And transparency is an incredible tool to help us understand that and be present and experience who we are at every level of self. Yeah. And this need to make everyone happy, mm. right? That will cut you off the knees with transparency and a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm being truly transparent and speaking my authentic 
voice and being open and honest, not only with myself, but the people around me, there are going to be some people who do not like what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I'm not asking everyone to agree with me, I'm not asking everyone to like me. And I'm definitely not asking everyone to believe me because we're all coming at this life from very different places. Mm-hmm. All I'm doing is being transparent in this is who I am. And what you will hear from me is consistent. What you will see from me is consistent. I will show up in this fashion repeatedly. So not only am I showing you my authentic self, but I am being transparent in the way that I share that with you. And so when we do go back to that ego and that desire to be liked and loved by everyone, one thing I would say is we have to remember not everyone loves themselves, which makes it really challenging for them to love others. And so if we're seeking from the outside for everyone to love us, it will immediately shut down our ability to be transparent. Mm. That's a great point. It's a very great point. I mean, what's the saying? Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And so on that side, that's important, but it's also transparency also to kind of continue on that flow um, is not open the door to berate others or just be like, Oh, in the spirit of transparency. And then, yeah. you know, Great then point. just, you know, just kind of unload. Here's on what someone. I think Here's all I about think. you and yeah. what is wrong with you. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think we need to, to be aware of both sides, just like we did with the ego, right? Ego, yeah. you know, ego was all about alignment. It was about balance. It was understanding under ego and over ego. I feel like transparency has some of the similar properties where we can understand from your point, well, there's the lack of self-love, but then there's this other side where, okay, it doesn't give us the opportunity to then uh, kind of pile up on someone else, which is in return, not transparent. That's actually just being unloving. That's being unkind. That is raising one's ego to and lowering someone else's um, at, at the expense of that person or people. Um, so that's not transparency. That's, um, that's unloving in the guise of transparency. And so I think it's important to kind of reference all of these aspects. So as people navigate what transparency means to them, they can really have that uh, understanding and, and, and creating an effective balance for themselves. Such a great point, because again, anything can be used as a tool or a weapon. Right. And so when you wield it, like, I'm just going to be transparent with you. I have to be truthful. This is everything I notice. You know, there's always a way, and in transparency, you know, effective communication is key, right? right? How are you delivering the voice that you desire to speak? Mm-hmm. And if you do it in a way that it's like, I'm just going to be transparent and you berate someone, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's using it as a weapon. But you can say how you feel and have it be loving and uplifting and still provide the feedback. Right. And I think in our relationship, that's circling back to that. That's where we actually hit our stride. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that we are always unicorns, puppies, and rainbows or bulldogs in our case. <laughs> um, we have moments. I think we have 
a very strong and connected relationship. Absolutely. But we hit moments and it comes down to being willing to be transparent, but communicate, hey, this is what I'm noticing. This is how it's affecting me. And so I desire to share this with you so you're aware. What is your observation of the situation? Mm -hmm. And understanding that there's more than one perspective of what's occurring. So given that there's more than one perspective, that's how I see it occurring between us. When we're being transparent, do you have anything else to add? Or for couples and partnerships or even in families, Mm -hmm. how would you offer that? I know it was a little different as we stepped into this. So how, what tools would you offer or ways would you say transparency in that kind of communication could be beneficial? Definitely. Um, Well, awareness is a massive aspect of any of these attributes because it's really hard to make an adjustment in an area without the awareness to do so. So, you know, that's the point of uh, this podcast in general and today's conversation is to continue to expand that awareness, right? Um, But once we have the awareness, then we have the ability to gather the knowledge, right? And that's where tools come into play. And so I feel like you nailed it. I mean, one of the first things that you helped that you helped me with um, was actually effective communication for myself. Choosing which words I use, eliminating words like try, and really focusing on positive communication to myself, like even my thoughts being positive. Because I'm, you know, I was constantly putting myself down. I would, you know, if someone else did the very same thing I did, I would do everything I could to console them, to be right there for them, and make that effort to show that they're loved. But the moment I did something, it, I mean, it could be such, it could be a fraction, like nowhere near what they did, and I would be ten times harder on myself. I mean, yeah, I've definitely gotten, you know, not great words from other people in my life for sure. I mean, as we all have in some way, shape, or form. But, um, but the reality is I was always harder on myself than anyone else could be. Um, cause I'm the one who, the only one has to live with myself. <laughs> so, uh, that's changing. That was a massive shift and, and a great tool because it really helped me understand who I actually am. Um, instead of, I was actually limiting myself just through the, how I was talking to myself. I wasn't being transparent with who I am because I was attempting to hold myself to someone I'm not. And so that was a huge realization for me. But the depth of that was one step further. The reality was set behind not lying to myself. And so I don't know if I would have gotten that had I not done that first. Because once, once I had the ability and spent weeks, you know, taking really focusing on what words I'm using, how to use them, eliminating certain words from my vocabulary, you know, man, it was like, even just that, I felt like I kind of elevated immensely. Yeah. Well, we then, don't really give credit for the energy behind the words that we oh, use. We don't. We don't. And I want to I spend some time talking about that at some point on this podcast, because, you know, we do, we have a whole series about how, you know, words have energy in, in our self-love series. And it's just like, it's, yeah, there's, there's a whole other topic there. <laughs> but, uh, 
but yeah, this, this not lying to myself, I didn't realize, you know, had we not taken that first step and then dove into it, I don't know if it would have been as effective because I could, after making those adjustments, I had the awareness and the knowledge to recognize that in the next step of the awareness <laughs> to, to dive deeper and see, okay, wow, I didn't realize how much I'm lying to myself. And because I'm so easily lying to myself, I'm easily lying to those around me. And, and again, it wasn't, it wasn't to hurt. And, and oftentimes it was the opposite. It was actually to help or to show care or to love. They call that little white lies, right? Yes. Um, where you're kind of making something up to help someone out, make them feel better about themselves. And you know, we see that in movies or TV shows or in books. And, you know, it's kind of played out to be very romantic in many ways. And, I get that perspective, but I didn't realize the actual effect that it had on how we interact, not only with those around us, but how we actually interact with ourselves and how that can compound over time to something that is not beneficial. Yes. Again, goes back to, if I don't look good in a dress, I want you to tell me that I don't look good in that dress. <laughs> now, you don't have to say, okay, your thighs look huge in that. <laughs> So that's where, you know, you yes. choose the words. You could say... For the record, I never said that. No. Yeah, let's be very <laughs> clear. <laughs> You've never once said that to me. But you, what you do say to me is you have a very far more flattering outfits in, your, in the closet. Maybe select and then you'll give me options, which I think is so important. It's like, instead of berating me and telling me something looks terrible, it's like, it's okay, but you have more flattering options available. And how about this one or this one? Because I think you look amazing in those. So it's, here are things that could be choices. And here is something to lift you up. Instead of let's focus on, you look really bad in that. And I will give you no solution whatsoever. So you're still transparent. You're not lying to me and telling me I look good in something and letting me go out of the house in it. And I'm just like, look at me. And everyone's like, <laughs> what is she wearing? Um, yes. You help me. And that to me is a true partnership to me. Mm -hmm. And it was very important. And I feel like that's something that we do very well together. And as a family, we would have, you know, family meetings mm -hmm. where we practice that transparency. Mm -hmm. And I, to me, those are very important because it gave us all an opportunity to share what was in our hearts and on our minds. Um, so as someone who walked into those family meetings, I'm going to ask you again, <laughs> What was the, what did that feel like, and what was your observation from someone walking into this onset of the family meeting? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was different. I mean, that's definitely not something I'd done in that way before. Um, you know, the part of it where we you know, shared, "Hey, here's three. What are three great things that they're doing well this week, or something like that?" And it's I love giving compliments. I mean, that's I love to see people succeed and and reach their goals. I mean, that's when it comes to us, especially, I know we're each other's greatest cheerleaders, you know, we're right there for each other, wanting us to grow and rise together. Um, so that's easy. Uh, the hard part for me was 
saying where I felt that there was room for improvement. And that's what we called it. We didn't say it was wrong or we didn't say mistakes. We said room for improvement, uh, which we all have. I mean, the reality is, is I was the first one to say, I know I have room for improvement. But when it came to providing that for others, it was really difficult for me. And to, to a degree, it still remains as such. I mean, there are times where, you know, even if I am attempting to be nice with the clothing or something like that, where I still feel a little, uh, I still feel a lack of confidence in, in clearly communicating to you because I so badly don't want to hurt your feelings. And, uh, and so, you know, I guess it's good to be aware. I mean, you know, if I didn't care, that's probably a bigger issue. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I mean, even, even after years of practice, I mean, it's still, it's, as you were saying, it's, it's, it's not like it just happens immediately. And so doing, doing that every week where we did get the chance to talk as a family and share that, I feel like it did open the door and, and, and help me realize that there are effective ways to communicate other areas of improvement. Um, so that, you know, the reality is, again, I desire you to be the best version of yourself. I am a champion of that. I love to see you be the greatest version of who you are. I mean, that's what a gift that is for me. Like I, I feel selfish that I would get to see that, you know? And so when saying that and coming from that point and saying it in a positive and uplifting way, like, Hey, love, I see improvement in this area because I see your goal of this. And I feel like this could really help you get there. You know, what's your, what are your thoughts on that? Or what would you do to, uh, to take that and run with it in your, in your words or your thoughts? So that way it's kind of like engaging. It's showing that there's care and love, but it's also not telling you what to do or telling you how to be or telling you who you are. It's honoring where you're at and then giving you kind of like a stepping stone to say, okay, well, from our communications is where you want to be. I'm not seeing you get down that road, you know, Here's an idea. How can you take, how can you run with that and get you to where you want to be? And then how can I be of help? Yes. And when you add um, Joshua, who mm -hmm. is my son, into mm -hmm. the mix, the three of us, it would start out every time we would go around. What are three things, as you said, this week that we've noticed that, every, that you've done well in particular? Mm -hmm. We'd go around. Sometimes it'd be more than three. Mm -hmm. Sometimes... You know, maybe there wouldn't be three because it was a short week or something yeah. happened. So it wasn't like it had to be, but three was kind of that set number. And then we would go around in three areas for improvement. Mm -hmm. And it was very open. Mm -hmm. And in a way, it was to teach Josh how to have that same transparent and open and honest communication where although... I was his mother, he knew if he saw that something wasn't going well, that he had the freedom to come and talk to me about it, mm -hmm. that there wasn't some kind of a barrier there where I am the parent and you are the child and don't talk to me if you think I'm doing something that's not correct. Right. And it was very important. And same when you came in, like we needed to create that open, transparent dynamic where we were all in this together. And it very much did. Mm -hmm. And so we all bonded by creating that type of an environment. And it it was challenging 
for the two of you, I think, in the beginning, because you both respected each other in this way to to share even with each other. But I, I do feel like it's such a great exercise, and that's why I wanted to bring it up on the podcast to, even if it's not a family, in a friends group, just in a way to be able to, if it's not those questions, some questions that start to open up that transparent dialogue where people feel safe to share their feelings, their thoughts, their their whole emotional scale so that they're not hiding behind what I think you want me to say. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Um, I know you, in, in episode 15, with you and Chelsea, I know you guys talked about that a lot relative to kind of like a family unit and, you know, child development and all that and just how parents, especially for parents, right? Parents are, are seen as like they should just know everything. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's really easy as a child to want to look up to your parent to know who knows everything. I mean, that's, that's your parent, you know, in your, in your eyes, they can't do any anything wrong. So I think there's some level of, of, of real vulnerability um, and ego balance that are really key in this, in providing that sense of transparency to whether it's your children, your spouse, your family members, et cetera, to let people know like, Hey, I, I don't have everything together. I am a person. I'm a human. You know, we, as much as we attempt and strive for perfection, that the reality is, is that we're, our perfection is our imperfection. It is in the, you know, we talked about this, perfection is actually in the process of, of learning and growing. Yeah. And so it's not in the result, it's in the learning and growing. And so being able to, to, to share that with a child or a family member, or honestly, even at work, yeah. you know, to, to be able to have this type of connection between your coworkers I mean, what a what a great way to create a a, a family culture, um, a, a relationship culture, and even a corporate culture centered around this beautiful sense of transparency, connection, understanding, and a true authentic bond that only brings out the best of each other when that's the base, that is the foundation, and you can only rise together from that point. Well, and that's part of it too. If you feel like somebody is hiding something from you all the time or they're not really sharing from a authentic and honest place, then it's hard to trust in them. Now, even if they don't give you a reason, you can almost feel when somebody isn't being transparent. And that goes back to the like words have energy there is an energy behind not being transparent. And there are all kinds of reasons why we may choose not to be transparent about something. And I know as, and I speak a lot about this as a parent um, because it's, it was such a primary role for me for a very long time, but I often felt like I needed to protect my child, right? From things that were going on in life. I need to protect him. Um, But in truth, I was shielding him from a learning opportunity. So I don't know that what I did was justified. If I had been instead transparent with him and talked to him about what was happening and how I could have 
done it better or what I was doing and why I was choosing to do it, I would have empowered him with the information and the knowledge should this ever happen in his own life to make different choices or to do something differently. And he could feel that I wasn't being transparent with him, which then caused him to not know if he could trust what was happening. And so we finally got to a point where I was like, why am I doing this? My son is the being that I love more than anything. Why wouldn't I trust him and share with him and help him understand what is going on? This is his life too. And so I didn't unload, of course, all the adult details on him, but I told him enough that a child would understand. And the first thing that my son did was, Mommy, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. And I was taking that opportunity from him because all I could think about was myself and this desire to protect him. And that's how family bonds are made. We have to give these kids and our families the opportunity to support us by being transparent and vulnerable. It's, it's a beautiful story, and I really appreciate you bringing that forward and sharing that. And I feel like you bring up such a great point. Um, how many times in all any family dynamic or business dynamic do we withhold information to in under that idea of wanting to protect the other? Yeah. And how much is that actually interfering versus helping? I think it's a great question and something that all of us could, in reality, ask ourselves when these type of situations occur. Because you know, then it's the reality. Because I've, I've done that in some way, shape, or form too, but it makes me real-time question, okay, well, when that happens, am I... When I see, oh, I, well, I want to protect the other person, am I really doing that for them? Or am I really doing that for me? Am I doing that for my own ego so that I feel good under the guise of it being for, on, on behalf of someone else? And that's, that's a, great, it's a great perspective on transparency, I feel. It really helps us, again, chip away and understand who we are and find that confidence and self-love to be able to share and be transparent and in a loving way that to open the door for something like, like how Josh responded, someone else could respond in an incredible way. Why are we taking away that opportunity for them to shine through this process? Yeah, completely or learn. There's so much learning that happens mm-hmm. by connecting with another. Mm-hmm. That's why we aren't all on our own little islands by ourselves, right? Yeah. This world could have been structured very differently, but it wasn't. It was structured where we are communal. Mm-hmm. And so we're meant to learn from one another. We need these opportunities to learn and grow together. Mm-hmm. And when we deprive one another from that, then we're taking away clear growth opportunities, both for ourselves and for the people that we love. I would like to circle back to your words have energy. Okay. Um, 
this was one thing you love star wars yes it is <laughs> it's in your blood and so it was really fun for me when one of the first things we worked on was a yodaism yes would you care to share that yes do or do not there is no try yes absolutely great wisdom in that one there very much why so the reality is is that yeah there is no try you do or you don't um, i think the first thing that you shared with me because i always i mean i love star wars i always got it I don't think it ever clicked at like a deep level. It, it, you know, it made sense you know, philosophically, right? Okay. But, okay, well, how does it work practically? And I feel like that was what you helped. It was like, okay, well, if I have this glass or this vase in front of me, you know, try to pick it up. And then, you know, me not understanding, I picked it up. I'm like, okay, well, that wasn't trying. You actually did pick it up. And if I didn't pick it up, you're like, okay, well, you didn't try. You just didn't pick it up. You can't try to pick something up or try not to pick something up. You either do or you don't. And so I was like, oh, that's a very good point. I can't try anything. It's, uh, for lack of a better word, a cop-out. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that, I was like, wow, how much, how much am I blocking myself? How much am I limiting of myself through this? Oh, well, I tried. You know, I made an effort. But did I? Did I, was, am I being transparent with myself? Did I actually do all that I could? Because I'll tell you what, anytime that I actually put 100% of myself into something, I never had to say, well, I tried. No. We all know that feeling when we put 100% in something and it feels great. Because we know that we gave everything to it and there's nothing left on the table. So there's no, there's, the idea of a question doesn't even come up in the play anymore. Not from ego, not from overconfidence, not from, you know, I'm the greatest or anything like that. Just from pure self-love, confidence, and authenticity that you gave all of who you are to that. So there's, in return, there is no question. Yeah. Now you might not achieve it and that's mm-hmm. okay, but then it's just I didn't achieve it, but I gave it everything. Right. But there's no try. No try. I gave it everything. So other words that are commonly used that kind of send you into this cycle, because part of it is when we say we're we're trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. It's kind of, again, that crutch. Well, okay, you're trying, but does it mean that much to you if what you're doing is trying? And should it be something you're putting energy into then? Right? Those are the questions. If you are transparent with yourself, if it's just something that you're trying, is it something that you really desire, that you really want to go for? And if not, then... Maybe it's something that you are not that passionate about, and that's okay. So it helps to ask yourself those questions. Now, there are some other words that we get caught on this, like merry-go-round with, and we don't necessarily think about too much, but there's an energy that kind of gets involved with it, where it's like, oh, 
that feels like drudgery versus, oh, that makes me, yes, that lights me up or that feels much better than that other word, but it lights a fire under me instead. Were there any others like that that you navigated through? Definitely. I feel like a strong one was want. So through the first couple of weeks of us kind of working together, um, I was amazed by how many times I caught myself saying try. Amazed. To this day, it's still like, wow. And you know now it's outside of purposely bringing it forward. It's was the last time you heard me say try. Not even related to food. Yes. In this conversation a lot, but yeah. Yeah, outside of this example, yeah. So it's funny how that works. Um, and, you... and then with once, it's the same thing. It's We get stuck because we hear these words, right? And it's the way that others are communicating. So we naturally, you know, it's, nothing's wrong with it. But once, in the reality of one is that it comes from a place of lack. And so if we want something, then all we're doing is putting ourselves in a cycle, a forever cycle of wanting it, not actually achieving it. That was like, you know, mind blowing for me. So getting try, which doesn't exist, and then releasing the word of want, because the whole idea of want, need, desire, you know, there, there is a, they are interconnected in some way, right? Um, and they all stem from a greater energy of abundance, the piece that I feel like people struggle in understanding is that when you say words like want and need, you're really focused in the abundance of lack. So you could be abundantly in lack. That's like a weird concept to think about, but that, that's reality. Mm-hmm. So abundance is always around us, but it's okay. Well, what energy are we putting into that abundance? And want and need are lack-based energies. Because it keeps us in this state of always wanting or always needing, not actually achieving. But a word like a, like desire, for example, is kind of a pull away from that. And the reason why is because it's more of a, uh, and, and think about the way we use it, passion. Mm-hmm. Passion stems from love. Love is the strongest energy. Love can be, you can have, a, you can be an abundance of love. Well, when you are in abundance of love you naturally attract so therefore everything you quote unquote would want and need becomes a byproduct of what you are putting forward through passion yes and so as you're becoming transparent with self and others having a clear and we talked about it a little bit in the beginning how you communicate through that transparency is key and the words that you choose and the energy that you choose as you're communicating it. So the more you start to feel into, Hey, does that word feel heavy? Work is another one for me that feels so heavy. I'm working on that. Okay. That just feels like I've schlepped something onto my back and I have to walk 50 miles. Mm -hmm. But if I say I'm navigating toward that goal, 
then that to me feels so much more like, okay, I have an end in sight and all I'm doing is taking every step necessary to get to that end. Work is like a cycle that never gets finished. Man, I go into work every day. Boom, boom, boom. That's just never ending. But if I'm navigating toward my goal, I have clear set directions for where I'm headed and I'm getting myself there. And it just feels so different. And so if I'm communicating that to you in transparency too, like, hey, I see us heading down this course in our relationship, but what we really desire is to head to this direction based on what we've agreed to. So what do you say we turn course or we figure out, is this really where we desire to go to? That's a completely different way than saying, man, you just completely changed everything. And I don't feel good about it. Why are you doing this? I don't want to be in a relationship like that. Like it's a completely different conversation that we're having, though both are me being transparent about what's going on inside of me. That conversation, how it comes off to you, is two totally different conversations. Absolutely. I really appreciate you bringing that forward as an incredible example of that. I'm sure many people will relate to and one that we've navigated to, to, <laughs> to say yeah. ourselves. And, um, and you're right. I mean, when it comes to relationships, how many times do we hear people, Oh, we're working on it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not a fun energy to, I mean, I can't imagine how you would feel if you heard that that's how I was sharing our relationship. Oh, we're working mm-hmm. on it. You know, well, at that point, why? You know, what is that? The there's there's other ways to to connect in that way where, you know, hey, maybe maybe we are navigating through a rough patch. Okay, yeah, that happens. We're I mean, we're people. We have <laughs> we're still seeking to understand ourselves through this process, like you're saying, our entire lives. So it's only natural to have ups and downs. I mean. When we look at frequency, even high vibrational frequency still has little ups and downs like that, right? Yeah. It's just a little more aligned, but, you know, we're going to have those moments and we should be allowed to. That's something we talk about. Well, we need to have those moments where we're allowed to. But if we're navigating, the reason why we say something like navigating or, or directing or um, focusing, flowing, flowing, these are actionable terms that create a, a desired result. Yeah. And so through the transparency, we're bringing intention into the words that describe our actions. Mm-hmm. So it's no wonder we achieve the goal or where we desire to be because we're very clear and concise. We're communicating it and we know exactly what we need to do. And we're not in a cycle of not achieving. We're creating a cycle of actually achieving. Yeah. And it's not like strapping a 50 pound weight on your partner's back either, where it is, oh, well, we're drudging through this. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not drudging through it. It may feel like that at certain points, but that's a choice that we can make to continue the drudge or to shift the way that we're choosing to look at it and lift ourselves up out of it a little bit Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's not going to be night and day. You're not going to flip a coin and suddenly it's a completely different flow. Mm -hmm. But there are these little tweaks that we can make in our communication, our connection, and our transparency with any connection that we have that can maybe make it feel a little less like work mm -hmm. and a little more like a connected relationship. Mm -hmm. and so there is that. And we talk about that a lot in um, some of our courses. And that was really the focus of much of Opportunities for Expansion, the book that we had out is really seeking to understand that words have energy mm -hmm. and it impacts the internal part of us, let alone the external world that we're creating. So as far as transparency in work, you know, so we've covered it a lot in our personal lives and in our internal lives and how it can help us transform there because transparency is a huge catalyst for transformation, mm -hmm. but in an office setting too, mm -hmm. how can transparency from a business help a heart leader? I feel like a lot of the same principles, just, just as we've talked about in other podcasts when we highlight these attributes, what starts with self still relates. Yeah. And um, yeah. I feel like effectively communicating with the transparency and building a foundation where it's the goal, what is the intention of the transparency? Because again, as we talked about, we could have, we could say we're transparent and then use it as a weapon. So I feel like in, in an office space, really focusing on the intention of the transparency, what's the purpose of it? Why, why are we seeking to be transparent? Is it, is it to create a better and more cohesive corporate culture? Is it to, um, understand what are our pain points in the business and how we can how we can grow beyond those to create a really successful business that we know is beneficial for everyone um, you know these are there's probably a thousand other questions we can ask and it may be multiple of those and that's okay but really taking that first step to understand what is the what is the lay that foundation set that intention of what the transparency is for because from there then we can be open in that type of communication, understand what we need to do to start achieving those and, and have that open, safe dialogue. So be transparent about your transparency. <laughs> Is that go. what you're saying? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. From being in an office, I would only add that if you say something along the lines of, I have an open door policy, and then you don't actually have an open door policy for staff to come in or you allow them to come in and to share, but then there's not action that backs that up, then it begins to place that doubt mm -hmm. into the minds. And again, that's where transparency can flip and it gives the appearance of transparency, but then it places that doubt mm -hmm. 
-hmm. into the minds of the individuals that support the organization. And so it's okay if an open door policy is not something that the organization can support, but staff need to clearly understand what is available and what isn't available and not be given something that is only halfway one way or halfway another way. Because I have found across the organizations that I've worked that most of the time people can address anything. They can take anything as long as they clearly have an idea of what it is and why it's that way. So that's the transparency, that open, honest communication. They are there because they're choosing to be there in most situations, right? There mm -hmm. are other places that individuals could go. And so consistently supporting that choice by choosing to share with them what is and is not available, including something like an open door policy. And if it is open door to vent, like mm -hmm. come and tell me, and I'm here to listen and lend an ear, but I might not be able to take action. You clearly communicating that as an aspect of it too. And I bring this up only because I've seen it at more than a handful of companies where I was at. They had a positive intention behind it. They just didn't have the resources to back it up. And it actually caused an impact in employee morale. Mm. And so, you know, from small organizations to very, very large ones, that is a part of transparency that can create a rip, an unintended ripple effect. Right. I feel like what I'm getting from you is that transparency and illusion are not the same thing. And uh, transparency can be an illusion, but an illusion is not transparency. That's one way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, I mean, we, um, and that's again, as you're bringing up just that intention and purpose behind what is the goal of the transparency and, and how are we diving into it? And then how is it helping all of us? Yeah. And that gets a little bit into that transparency toolkit mm -hmm. that we're providing this month yes. so that we can go down through. And the reason we're calling it a toolkit is because we have more than one tool contained within it. I believe there are five tools in total that, you know, you can just look at and choose to utilize and implement that help you consider you know, how am I being transparent um, what are ways that I can bring it to the forefront as far as my communication, my interaction in different areas of my life so that I am being authentic with myself and just out in general? It's a, again, one of the things we continue to say, it's philosophically these things are great, but how can we practically add them into our daily lives because that's the only way to really make an adjustment in our lives change our habits to create in you know positive ones to help us continue in our personal transformation journey yes and that's the point of the heartlier toolbox in my view is to continue to give folks just little things that can help them implement these things into their daily life not overwhelm, not take too much time, just start where they are 
and say, oh, okay, so this is what interests me most right now. Integrate that little bits at a time into their daily life. And then once that becomes their normal, then move on to the next and say, oh, okay, so now I can take these daily practices and integrate it into my life. And that's the point of navigating from one place to the next, right? My mm -hmm. goal now is transparency this month. Mm -hmm. So these little tool kits give me all these little steps to open up my transparency, my honesty with myself, my honesty with others, all of that. So I'm going to take these little steps to navigate to that goal. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm standing on Transparency Island. Woohoo! <laughs> Where am I going to navigate to next? And then we continue to build those skills within ourselves, which then sparks the interest in somebody else to kind of do the very same thing. And it just kind of creates the snowball effect. That's why we call this a global movement, because the more of us that come into this, the more of us that do this, the more it sparks interest in someone else. And next thing you know, we've created an entire world where this becomes the norm and we can figure out what to do next. So awesome. pretty freaking excited. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Agreed. Thank you, my love, for another amazing, beautiful, transparent conversation. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and thank you all for joining us on another episode of the Heart Leader Podcast, where heart and mind align. I am your host, Amber. This is Austin. And our focus this month, if you didn't get it through the whole podcast, is transparency. And we have the transparency toolkit that you can download through the Heart Leader Toolbox, or you can just look below. There will be a link and you can get your free resource. If you know someone who would be a great guest as a Heart Leader on our podcast, we now have that submission available on our site. You can also find that link below. Feel free to submit. We would love to talk with them. And until next time, we look forward to seeing you in our Suivera community. You've been listening to the Heart Leader Podcast with your host, Amber, where heart and mind align. Tune in weekly as we take a deeper dive into what it means to be a heart leader. Ready to take the next step? Join us and over 1 million people worldwide who've united in creating this global movement of love. Become a heart leader for today and tomorrow. Learn more and connect with us at suivera.org.